Welcome to podcast 206 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Dave, Curti Dupe, Joe, and Matt, all the way from um, Libya. friendly France, or Libya, alternatively. <laughs> Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Bonjour. Hello. Bonjour. So uh, here's what you can look forward to over the next hour or so. We'll be heading to North London to see how Curtie's getting on at Ashburton Grove. And then we'll be going to uh, going to have a debate titled This or That. And there will be a quiz to round us off from Kurt Diz. But just before we move into the safe focus, we do have the small matter of the quiz from last week. And we'll see how people have done. Obviously, if you've cheated, you'll know that you've got the answers right. But you haven't won any points do like this. or anything like that. I cheat every week anyway, and I win points, so... Yola. Well, yeah, but you don't win pride. So uh, the quiz was on Sir Bobby Robson and his managerial career. Uh, question one was, which team did Sir Bobby Robson go on to manage twice? Uh, the answer was PSV. I'm not going to ask the gents because we'll PSV. be here for, for hours. Joe, P- PSV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question two, which three clubs did Jose Mourinho assist Sir Bobby at? This one should be easy for Dave. What? what? You're wearing no. one of them, Dave. Oh, Barcelona. Yeah. Chip trim. Oh. And the other two were in Portugal, so. Porto and Benfica. Yeah. There you Sporting. go. Sporting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love one of them. Question number three. Which player stated, as a trainer, without doubt, Robson is one of the greatest in the world during his time at Barca? Ronaldo. Figo. Pep. Correct. Oh, oh. Dab. Uh, four, in a managerial career that spans nearly 1,500 matches, what was his win percentage? Flipping it. Oh, positive. 48%. <laughs> 63. Yeah, it was 49.2. Oh, wow, oh. very cheating. Oh. Give that Which, a point. Good for, shot. For, so, yeah, you, you'd probably get a point, I think, within the nearest sort of percent or so, Curtis. That's not bad. Appreciate it. Uh, it's not good. Question five, how many league titles did Sir Bobby win? Six. Three? Incorrect. It's four. Uh, oh. Two er- two Eredivisie, two Primera Divisiao. Same. <laughs> uh, six, Sir Bobby lifted the UEFA Cup and the Cup Winners' Cup during his career, but with which teams? Barca. Ipswich. <laughs> which, which with Ipswich, though? Doesn't matter. One of them. <laughs> the uh, other one. I can't, oh, I can't remember which one it was. Was it the Cup Winners' Cup with Ipswich? It wasn't. It was the UEFA Cup. Yeah, was, that's what I was going to say. And <laughs> the, uh, the, the other team Barca. is Barcelona. You won the other Cup with, yeah. Cup Winners' Cup. Yeah. Uh, question seven. In which year was Sir Bobby appointed England manager? Uh, 1986. No, Incorrect. no, he, no. He was manager at eighty-six. Uh, Nineteen eighty-two is. Yeah, eighty-two. Yeah. <laughs> As well, that's it. Yeah, eighty-two. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no. It would, it would have been after. A, it would have been after a twenty of them. So then. That... I love this. We're not going to ask the team because it'll take ages. <laughs> well, it's not taking that long because I'm. It's I'm, bulking I'm out of the game. pod. <laughs> You know, uh, out. I'll do my quiz this quick as well. It'll be fine. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, question eight, the final question. What was the only tournament that England failed to qualify for during his tenure USA as USA 94, was it? Or was that a different manager? Uh, he'd gone uh, by... The Euro 84. Correct, Curtie. 
Katie you're was the born. only one that's alive during yeah, that that's one, a, I think. Yeah. So that was his 15th birthday then, wasn't it? <laughs> 50th birthday. Yeah. Um, so congratulations if you did well. If you didn't, well, well, no one sent your answers in, so yeah, no one wins. But there we go. For completeness, they are the answers to the quiz from last week. I can't believe anyway, the, special, to... the special prize for winning that quiz as well was like 10 grand. Yeah. yeah. No, run, no one sent their it answers in. Fucking it was literally... Was, I, I mean, I did quite well. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get a fiver. <laughs> you get a week to five. write yeah. the answers down. Let's um, move our safe focus to Kurt <clears throat> uh, So, Arsenal Football Club and winning matches. What is it, Curti? It's a thing. It is a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, so it's time to catch up with you and how things go over on your YouTube save. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 going okay. Um, I'm not sure when we last updated on the pod, um, but if you uh, obviously haven't been watching the series, it's on youtube.com slash Um But we've just finished season two. Um, we've won the league both seasons, uh, much more emphatically the first season. Second season, we kind of scraped through with a couple of games to go, but it was quite tight for a little while. Um, we got knocked out of the Champions League in the semi-final by Man United on away goals, which was disappointing. We went 1-0 down in the first leg uh, and then won 2-1. Bit unlucky not to get a third in the second leg, so they went on to win it, though, so fair play. Um, what else have we done? We uh, we won the European Super Cup, which was good. We lost in the Carabao Cup final to Brentford, which is <laughs> quite embarrassing. Lost 2-0, quite convincingly, to be honest with you. Didn't really show up for that one. Um, but it's gone, it's gone all right. So, like I say, won two Premier League titles now. Um, going into season three, had a little bit of money to spend. Um, and uh, one of the things I noticed... The difference between season one and season two was we were scoring a lot, a lot less goals. Like we were conceding fewer goals, but um, I think it's like one of those things that's a reputational change where you find that teams start sitting sitting back against you a lot more. Um, so going into season three, I was like, okay. So first and foremost, Eddie and Ketcher has done a fantastic job up top for these first two seasons. In fact, last season he won Player of the Player of the Year. Um, so kudos to him, but I wanted to make sure that he had some support. Um, Albamiang's lost a, a bit of pace now. Um, we brought in Barbosa uh, for quite cheap for season two, and he's done okay. But I, I wanted to like make a, a, a marquee signing, so we brought in Erling Haaland, um, <laughs> paid eighty million quid for him up front with an extra fifty in add-ons, um, so one hundred and thirty in total, uh, and. I've also wanted to bring in a bit more creativity into the midfield. Um, you know, we've got some really good hard-working players in there, like War Prowse, Barella, Thomas Party, um, Smith Rowe's done really, really well there as a Mazala. Um, we've, you know, we we sort of trained him to play in a central role. But I've also brought in Danny Olmo, um, which, yeah, it should be, well, hopefully, should be, you know someone who can unlock a defence uh, when teams are sat back against us. Um, it was That was an interesting one, though, because I had about 30 million left in the budget, uh, and he had a, re- a release clause of 76 million, and Leipzig weren't playing ball at all. 
So I just said to the board, look, could you go and sort this out for me? And they were like, bang up for it. So they signed him, but paid 76 million quid for him. So yeah, amazing. So we've managed to get him in. A um, couple of players had to leave because of that. Uh, Willie Saliba was probably the big one. Benfica came in 44 million for him. We had, And we've got like a bit of a glut of centre-backs. So it was like, okay, we can let one of those guys go. Um, and yeah, I'm now trying to get rid of Pepe, uh, who's on 140 grand a week, which is mental. Albamiang's in the last year of his contract, and he's on 250 grand a week. Um, but so just no chance of getting rid of him. So he's just going to have to sit there until the season ends. Um, but he's quite prepared to play a bit part now on 250 grand a week. Um, but yeah, it's going really well. And season three, I'm looking forward to it. Um, like I say, champion i've just want to win a champions league i haven't won one since fm17 it's getting silly now i've brought myself harland i've brought myself danny olmo we've got erdegaard in for another season as well on loan so you know there's just there's no excuses really have you uh how's Bamiang looking because i've seen him on saves this uh this year and he deteriorates so quick and by the time he loses his pace he looks a very, very average player. Mate, how, how have you found him? He's turned 33 now. He's just turned 33. Um, and he is declining so quick. Like, you know, when you get your training reports through each week, who's trained well, who's trained poorly, every week now he's like on a 5.8 or something. Mm. And, you know, you're constantly giving him a bollock in and telling him to buck his ideas up. And he's like, yeah, yeah, boss, no worries. But I, genuinely, I don't think it's his fault. I think he's just like, he's just getting up, you know, age has caught up with him at this point. Um, so, yeah, I think he is very much now going to be third choice out on that left-hand side. We've got Reese Nelson, who's who's okay. Martinelli, who I loaned out last season, is back from loan. Um, and I think I'm going to play him out on that left-hand side. You know, Enketia can play out on that left-hand side as well. So we've got plenty of options and... Albamiang's very much going to be like an ambassador for the club, I think, this season, more than anything, because yeah, he's not going to get much game time. But it's just it's just bonkers that he's on two hundred and fifty grand a week, and I can't do anything about it. Who's your goalkeeper, Curti? Is it Leno? Ben Leno, big Leno, amazing, Pretty good, yeah. Honestly, so good. He's been brilliant for me. Um, he's just yeah, he's phenomenal. He's like I, at one point I was thinking about bringing in uh, Livakovic who ended up going to PSG in the end. But to be honest, I'm quite glad I didn't because Leno's just been phenomenal. Um, we've got uh, Bijlo from Feyenoord. I want to say Feyenoord Justin, as Justin. our sort of reserve keeper and he comes in and does a job in cup games. But Burnt Leno, honestly, as, you know, he's... They, they say that, like, talking about Schmeichel and... Um, sort of Man United and how many points he saved them around the time when they were, you know, winning winning the Premier League every year. I think Bert Leno's been just as important for me. He's just been phenomenal. This is around the sort of time in a save, like just after season three. I know you've, you've got a bit of time yet, but this is normally the time you start getting itchy feet in a save. Is there any any sort of potential for that to happen once you complete season three? Oh, no, no, no. I think well, the thing is the, the, the pace that I'm doing... Um, the save on YouTube because I'm I'm releasing two episodes a week because I kind of the amount of times I've started doing YouTube and stuff like that and then stopped because either I'm trying to push myself too much by putting out five six videos a week or you know whatever you just can't get the balance right 
So I've, I've, I've sort of settled on two two videos a week, which kind of suits. So the pace I'm doing it, um, I reckon we'll 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 comfortably get season three done, and we might get a fourth season done before the start of the new game. But um, yeah, so there won't be. There's no chance of like moving on from Arsenal at any point. Um, you know this this will be this will be it until FM twenty two now. Even if a job came your way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to win a Champions League, and having to potentially rebuild with a new team just doesn't allow me, doesn't afford me the time to do it. So you know, I've got I've got this squad now to a really good place. I've you know, like I said, I've just brought in Haaland. Um, so yeah, I there's no there's no chance of me leaving this club. So even if Aldershot came knocking at the door, you you turn them down. You'd even turn them if the mighty shots came knocking at the door, wow. I haven't done an Aldershot save this year actually. Plenty of time. Quite a big deal. Plenty of time. <laughs> Plenty of time. You can watch all seventy-five seasons of Curtis calls the shots on over on his YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Elite save. Are you twenty? You've twenty-three videos. I'm looking at it here. Have you twenty-three videos? That's Pretty good. That's one of the longer ones I've seen you do for quite a while, is it? You must be enjoying it. It's uh, over yeah. four versions of the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, new episode out uh, on. Well, actually, pod will be out on Monday. So yeah, new episode out today as well. Nice. Um, so uh, yeah, no, it's it's going all right. I'm enjoying doing it, and you know, I wasn't expecting anything from it really. I, you know, it's kind of one of those things. The channel was dead. Um, and you you bang up a video, just see what happens, because I fancy doing a bit of sort of video editing and stuff like that. And the response has been really good. So, um, yeah, pleased with how it's gone, and, and I'm enjoying, enjoying the save, definitely. And you're doing better than Arteta, so up the ticks. Well, that was the main thing, yeah. Although I did, when I said, I think I won the Community Shield in the first season, I said, oh, already doing better than Arteta, and I got a few comments in, on the video there for your unhappy Arsenal fans. Actually, I think you'll find Arteta's won blah, blah, blah. Like, All right, calm down. Oh, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's probably a reason why you don't do anything more, Joe, because I think <laughs> lack of tolerance for the general public would be... Um, exposed. I'd probably end up with an online persona like fucking um, Pierce Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) Just challenging the woke community. (laughs) And on that note, we'll move on (laughs) to our spotlight. So, it's uh, fair to say that we've got a lot of Football Manager experience behind us and Dave has a little bit as well. And this week, we thought we'd have a chat about the pros and cons of some highly debatable decisions you can make in Football Manager. So let's start with some quick ones. Hot ones. Definitely lasting 10 minutes each. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is, I mean, it is, we've got Mads internet, so we'll be waiting for him for a while to make his answer. No Good choice. evening. Um, <laughs> He's just thinking of a question for Curtis fucking Arsenal save. <laughs> Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> so uh question number one goalkeeper on the bench yes, yes. or no we'll go around the room no. if you don't you're Kirk. a guilty sigurdsson <laughs> <laughs> goalkeeper I on do. the bench isn't going to save him is it <laughs> nope 
I, I don't want a goalkeeper on, a, on the bench, bench mate. Yeah. Uh, I I always have. Uh, to be fair, on, on the journeyman save, there were the odd occasion when it because it was only five subs that I would risk it. But with seven subs, I always run a goalkeeper. Uh, yeah, fair point. When I'm, I'm in Italy and you can have twelve at the moment, yeah, yeah I run one now. But normally, <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, up to Always. up to seven, no. More than seven, yes. You talking about Gilfie Sigurdsson Sig- Sig- again? Oh, <laughs> 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 Out of context, Curtie there. <laughs> I prefer not to speak. <laughs> Probably wise. If I speak, I am in trouble. <laughs> They get they they should definitely up the amount of goalkeeper injuries or red cards next year just to start shifting well done, people that do. Yeah, well done. Yeah, there you go. I, I next one. I'm just gonna say I always have a goalkeeper, but I cannot remember the last time that I had a goalkeeper get injured or sent off. Me either. Yeah, but you know I can't the one risk time it. you don't. Yeah, you know the one time you don't. Computers out of window. Happen. Yeah. Uh, next one: attribute masking on or off. Probably the more controversial one out of this list. On. 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 Definitely on. Yeah. Uh, on. Yeah. On. Easy. I understand why people do it, but it's your game. To be fair, I, on the Pentagon Challenge, I had it off. Oh, no wonder you did it so uh, quickly. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh, okay. So come on. Shit. Give him shit now. It's only 25 seasons. Yeah. They've been cheating. Do you have, fucking, do you have, uh, any better. <clears throat> do you have Genie Scout on as well? Nelson, no, no, in game no. editor, on. you don't need it on when no. you've got attribute. To be fair, no, you know, even with the attribute masking, though, if if they're not in your scouting scope, you can't see what their attributes are. I think. Yeah, you can see everything. You just can't see a squad. You, you can can't see, see a scout report. Ah. you see everything. You, you can, can literally search. Attributes. Yeah, you can just search ah. for like a guy that can jump. <laughs> I can't head. remember. <laughs> Maybe I didn't know that. I can't remember. If Dave knew that, he would have done it in fifteen seasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, squad numbers. Select them or auto pick. Select Ima- anyone that I- says imagine anything. Imagine pressing auto pick. Imagine. Dave. Dave auto picks his team going into a Champions League final. Just saying. Yeah, yeah Dave does quick pick. Nah. I have a spreadsheet. Yeah, they said they said in the question. Numbers. No, it's auto pick. What auto pick numbers? Squad numbers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Nah, I think I select squad numbers myself. The auto pick numbers are, are mad. Like, I can't be having a defender as number seven or something. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not as pedantic as some people with squad numbers, but I do, I do take care of him. Could you imagine having a goalkeeper as number eleven? Yeah. Hey. I think it was the the one of the like awful football manager Facebook groups. Um, someone <laughs> all hands one. Yeah. I can't remember which one. All of them. Probably Clans. Um there was there was a geezer who had his strikers as one, two and three. Oh, so his best striker was number one, and then you know, two and three in order. His goalkeeper was um I can't remember what his goalkeeper was. His goalkeeper was like seventy something. And he had, but he had like a full on system for it. He like listed all all of the positions that he has and what the numbers are, just to basically trigger people, I think. But it, yeah, it worked. It wasn't on Icelandic angry. attacking midfielder, was he, Bunny? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, didn't I? I never guilty see it. That's three. <laughs> <laughs> First yeah. of all, does the um, 
because I was actually doing, I started a new season this morning and I was doing the squad numbers and I just, for some reason, the players I have in this current squad, there was like 12 of them with a preferred squad number, which was just yeah. getting on my nerves. You, Does it make a blind bit of difference? People, people get upset. So I think if you go into the club and they've got a preferred, it's, it's fine. It's when you sign somebody and promise them a squad number, you don't give it to them. So or the squad number. Petty. I think that's when they get upset. Yeah. Didn't you have didn't you have about fifty different promises in your intersave deep that there was uh, uh, there was talk of you losing the dressing room? Deep just promises the, players this, whatever. I think the save focus is about your save, Curtis. <laughs> 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 yes, yes, I do promise everything, and I deliver them not a lot, but we deliver them a lot of t- trophies, Kay. And money talks, mate. Money talks. It but doesn't have any money. Yeah. I'm going back to squad numbers, Matthew. I'm very anal. <laughs> um, I really, you know, I have you know, my own little system that I like to play. The fact that you play 13 as your star player just does it for me. Why? Because it's wrong. 13 is sub-goalkeeper. I would say all my numbers are pretty good there, apart from 13. So for, my favourite player gets 13 because I played 13 when I played football. Oh, okay. uh, second sub. So... The whole the whole four and six debate for centre back DM. I I mean I'm very much a preferer of the DM being a four and the centre back being a six, which mm-hmm. is what Dupe has um, just shared with us. I, I like those uh, for yeah, the yeah, listeners' yeah. benefit. Um, I'll put it on Twitter. And I it used to be a bit of a hill that I would die on, but now I don't know. Maybe I'm softening in my old age. You don't care. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't care as much. Uh, I think in, I think your old age happens. Yeah, I think either is acceptable, Mrs. Like, Cena. Like um, so yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I used to care about that a lot, but as long as like fundamentally, you've got right, you know, right back two, left back three, uh, central midfielder is eight, your right wing is seven, left winger eleven, yada yada yada. Yeah, as, as long as you're not William Gallas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or Edgar Davids. Yeah, yeah. 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 Try hard. So wait, for the sub goalkeepers, what number? You obviously number one for your main thirteen. What else? Thirty. Or I go thirty-one. Yeah. Twenty-three. Twenty-five. Forty-one. Oh. Twenty-three is my second choice goalkeeper. One thirteen twenty-five yeah. used to be the Spanish goalkeeper oh, right, numbers yeah. you had to have. So I've just kind of always stuck with that. The problem you've got is a lot of clubs now. Okay, um, which is very, I think, it's a very nice idea. Obviously, they retired squad numbers, mm. and that really fucks you over when you go in and you're you're in Napoli and they've retired set amount of squad numbers. Or uh, I think Ajax is retired quite a lot of numbers too. You can't you can't pick your favourites with your favourites, and that that triggers me massively. Can you re- There's nothing more satisfying about setting your team up, and then when you actually get you your first eleven fit, and it's just like the numbers are perfect. Oh, that's a good day. That can was. you retire? Nineteen eighty called. Can you retire as quite a short number in FM? Have I just not played long enough? Believe. Uh, nah, nah. I believe you have that option. License is mad. Come on, son. New gen. Or you could do, yeah, do a Birmingham yeah. and just retire it for the first 17-year-old lad you sell out the door for 25 minutes. Yeah. Bellingham's brother, <laughs> yeah. Okay, now for some more detailed explanations after uh, that uh-oh. chasm of noise. Uh <laughs> Two centre backs or three? Hands. <laughs> yeah, it's more detailed explanations. Yeah. Cheers, uh, Dave. Like succinct one wide answer. Gun, yeah. gun, gun to your head. Two centre backs or three, Duke? 
Come on. Uh, I would go for I'd, I'd go for three because you know if they can't score goals against you, you can't lose games. Simple as that. Do you know what I mean? Pack out your defence. Thanks, Talksport. Right. <laughs> I do I like the back three. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm falling in love with the libero, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go down the road of uh, if I had to pick this year, I've played a lot of back threes this year, so I'd go back three. I do love a back three, but this year I've played mainly two, so I'm going to go two. What do you number your, your third centre back, the middle one? Uh, usually twelve. Twenty-six. It's a right back number, but okay. Or fifteen. Fifteen or twenty-six. Or four. No. Yeah. I'm too old. Away. I can't. Um, I don't know. I've tried three. Couldn't get it work. Whenever I've watched it, it just looks horrible in the match engine. I just feel like they're just fucking running all over the place and even if there's a a lone striker still seems to get through so I don't think I've tried three centre backs for about five years I just couldn't get it going so two is the answer for me bad manager to be fair about five years ago it was like a bit of it was a bit crap because they'd split too wide and stuff but I think they've improved that quite a lot in the last couple of versions Matt so I'm too old to change my ways halfback halfback role works now I do use a halfback that's just the libero. So. Do you not find it weird though, man, when you in Italy against again, not trying to go too into detail, sorry, but because obviously a lot of those teams play three at the back. And you're coming up against a three at the back system. I mean for me it I don't think it makes a difference if if they're using three that me having three will make much odds because I I suppose what I'm trying to do is use a I have a lone striker, shadow striker, and an inside forward, so I'm just trying to move those guys towards right. the space and, and direct the ball towards where I think the space would be, which would be behind the wing backs, for example. Um, well, I'm just, like I said, I'm just too old fashioned. To ch- I played Atalanta in my season three opener this morning. And of course, Gosen's still on the left. And uh, is it Miley, the Danish guy? I don't know how you pronounce it. Miley, yeah. still on the right. And they were outstanding in fairness. So the wing backs are tough to play against, but I don't find it a big issue with the three center backs. It's more the wing backs. I find it harder to, to counteract. Good wing, good wing. I, I was all, I was always a back three until Nuno left. Back to you now. <laughs> he, he played five at the back. We all know the song. Yeah, We've got yeah. Connor Cody on the podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I've had success with both, to be fair, this year. I've enjoyed using both systems. But I think two at the back, you always get a bit more consistency with, I think. So, say that. Two centre-backs. I would say two as well. I prefer having a midfield pivot than having the pivot move out of defence or step out of defence. So just a preference. Although I do love a libero, so it's a conflict of interest. Um, wingers or inside forwards is the next selection dilemma. I don't like wingers. My dad used to be one. Um, <laughs> I thought he was your uncle. <laughs> I don't know. That is a <laughs> I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Inside joke. Um, oh, brilliant. I... I've actually really enjoyed using inside uh, inside forwards um, uh, more than wingers. I, I've never really got a winger to work, to be honest. So, yeah, mine would be inside forward. Same. <laughs> I've, I've used both. Inverted winger I've used a bit more. I know that's not the question. Inverted winger I've used a little bit of this year. Um, inside forwards, I think, was always... Uh, always a go-to, I think. What, what so. about Adama? What was you playing him as? Chief. Just pressing forward, wasn't he? He was a striker when he in that yeah. system when he was oh, banging yeah. it. 
Broken. But if I if I had to have him in like a four two three one or something, I'd probably play him as a winger. Just because he ain't got it cutting inside on his left foot, useless. I'm actually using one of each. One I have one inside forward in the let's say in the final third on the right. But I, my inverted winger, we'd say on the halfway line on the left. Um, so it's a bit of an asymmetric kind of a, a tactic, and it just seems to work because both create space for the fullbacks. Um, when you've got the overlap on, so that seems to work. It's interesting though because um, I remember there, there was a street, there was an event on. It must have been pre-COVID, where they were. Wasn't it like Miles was on as someone's assistant manager or something like that? Uh, maybe it was at Alcott or someone. I can't remember exactly. And and the question came up, or, or one of the tactics on the screen had two inside forwards on either side. And Miles himself said, oh, that never works for me. So that's kind of stuck in my head thinking, yeah, I don't want to do two inside forwards because Miles, Miles is in the know. He seems to know something. So, yeah, there's a tip. Mine is generally dependent on how I'm playing the fullbacks and also if I'm playing someone in attacking midfield, like if uh, I wouldn't play two inside forwards unless I'm playing in like an AP on support, so they're dropping deeper. But if I'm if I'm not doing that, then I'll I'll give them space, and it depends on uh, which foot they predominantly use as to which side I would like to switch it. In an ideal world, anyway. If not, then it's just tough tits, and uh, it'll be based on who who's the stronger out of the left or the right sided fullback. Uh, kind of depends for me if I'm playing one or two strikers, which I guess leads us on to the next one. Which is lone striker or a front two? Under three. <laughs> That's <gonna say laughs> question. Not FM17. <laughs> I've been playing three up top all season. You've been playing three up top, FM12. <laughs> I got four up top. Shadow oh, yeah, your man behind the shadow striker, is he? <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's dark in there. Um, he is a shadow striker, yeah. So I, I, I normally play with four, four, four players <laughs> on attack. Um, lone yeah, striker, I think. He's yeah, lone striker for me. I've never got him to work. Now. I've never, I don't know. Maybe because I don't, I don't know. I just never, I always seem to like that high assist bonus and for them to pass it across. Yeah. I like to well, bleat on about as Joe rolls his eyes at me. Yeah, just say mark it off your bingo card, lads. <laughs> I'll have to echo that. That's what I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> I liked um, Lukaku and uh, Esposito up front for Inter and our network save was fucking yeah, just Dave the destroyers. Him. Yeah, then Dave it was awful. network save. And then yeah. um, Leicester, I've got Bellotti up front as a lone striker. So I, I'm a bit torn really between, I've always preferred to have two, but I have got Bellotti performing on his own. Yeah, my Arsenal save, I've got a lone striker, but I have uh, quite a narrow front three. So I've got an inside forward on one side and an in- inverted winger on the other side. Uh, and they, because of the way I'm set up, they tend to stay quite close to each other uh, with overlapping full- fullbacks. So yeah, I'm kind of playing kind of playing three, but technically it's a lone striker. I think uh, with the lone striker kind of, I've seen. I think it plays better off the shoulder or for those through balls, uh, having a lone striker with more space. And I think in FM twenty one there has been more through balls. I think it was even a, a thing they announced at the beginning that you'd, you'd see more of that kind of play. So if you've got that kind of midfield, really good passing vision and a striker with decent off the ball, I feel like they do really well off the shoulder. You get a shitload of offsides, um, but more than more likely than not, you'll see some really nice goals if you got that 
that passing and vision combination. I think I generally tend to set things up as a it's it's like a faux front too, really. So they'll there'll always be someone supplying the main striker, even if they're like they they're the one that occupies the sort of the the trident or the point of the trident. But I'll always have one sort of dropping in deep or whatever. So it kind of I guess kind of cheating a bit, really. So it's it's technically a lone striker, but much like Curtis, there's at least a second secondary player behind them. Um, next question is defensive midfielder or attacking midfielder? Ooh. Well, I'm playing a Regista, so kind of both. Who's playing a Regista for it? Because he's an, he's an attacking defensive midfielder. Uh, Erdegaard. Ah. He is amazing. Nice. He is so good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I I much prefer, like, I think attacking midfielders in general, I've struggled to get to be consistent the last couple of versions of FM. And I think a DM offers so much uh, in terms of protection. Uh, and like I say, even with the Regista, like, we don't concede many, many goals. So DM, DM for me. I've, again, I've said mentioned three at the back. I'm going to go with the attack midfielder here on the, uh, the opposite side to what Curtis said because. I've never, like I said, never really got the wingers to work, so I've always played a narrower system, and that's always had a shadow striker normally in behind. Um, and the way that I split my front three up by getting them to man mark the like the the left pressing forward would man mark the right back and, and and vice versa on the other side. It just gives so much room for that shadow striker to come through and break through. That um, some of the football that he produces is just excellent. Um, yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why I do that. Yeah, attacking midfielder for me as well. I just think they are more pivotal towards your games and results, especially on Football Manager. I think a good number 10 can can transform a game. Um, And I've invested a lot of time in in trying to sort that out in like a 4-2-3-1 system I've used at Wolves and the number 10 is grabbing so many goals and assists. So, yeah, that's my go-to at the moment. Torn again between saves because in the inter save I had um, Alexis Sanchez, who was just on fire playing in that number ten role, and then followed up by Zaniolo, who again was brilliant in that number ten role. But at Leicester, mm. I'm playing a DLP in a defensive midfield kind of space, but it's Camavinga or Tielemans, and then obviously having one of those two either in front with Ndidi is just like an incredible midfield three, and I'm finding it just gives us a lot more stability. You've got the two central midfielders press a lot and then it just leaves that DLP just behind to pick up the balls and then ping them kind of left and right to the fullbacks that are bombing on. So, yeah, it's I couldn't pick one at the moment because I've had success with both. Joe, you know I'm I'm in the DMC camp because you had to type up that my first ever WeStream FM post that was about yeah. 15 million words long. You remember that? There were good times for you. It was more. It was the images, mate. It was the images on that one. But yeah, I'm definitely in the in the D in the defensive midfielder camp. I think the I'm I'm doing a half good post though. It was a good. It feels like a long time ago. Lots happened since then. But uh, I like a halfback at the moment. I feel like they cover the wing backs and the full backs really well. They just seem to go everywhere. You need a you need a bit of fitness and stamina and all that. But I think Matt, you mentioned it as well. Halfback is a really good one. Yeah, I think in defensive midfield, I think you've got a lot more variety. Of, of roles to change a game like you've got a half back that will split defenders and and sit as a, a back become a proper back three 
when then Curtis use of a register where you can completely break forward and let them dictate play and then there's everything in between you've also got the secondo volante as well which i don't think gets enough gets enough talk about but i'm a big fan of having a dlp on on support or defend just acting as that anchor and the recycler uh, when it comes to things breaking down and then they just ping balls over the top and then score a ridiculous volley from the the subsequent through ball Um, but we can all dream um next one which is i think it's a special one for dave really uh doing your own training or leaving it to your assistant oh yeah fucking i'm a i'm a yeah uh, i'm a manager not a coach get the, get the other guys to do it all day yeah <laughs> i've i've been massive i've got my training schedules from last year and i've just i've just transferred them across and they seem to be doing the business for me i've got four custom scenarios uh single game double game off or cup game, and I just I just run with those. I'm I'm super happy with my training. What what do you class as good training though? When you say like they're they're doing the business, what is doing the business? The training performances are good, and there's not many people complaining about them. So in my opinion, that in my eyes, that would come across as good. Uh, but yeah, there may be a better better kind of yardstick to measure that with. But in my eyes, that's all I've got. It is hard to measure. Unless you tell me something completely different. It is hard to measure, I think, because um, I do something similar to you. I've got five scenarios, I think, kind of like home game, away game, no game. Um, I can't remember. what Like set pieces or whatever. But like I've like that I use the same um, scheduling schedules now that I used for the Angers save. And I rarely had very high training ratings for the Angers save. But in Bologna now, they're really high, like, like consistently three guys on the screen above the nine, you know, in the inbox piece, which... Um, which makes me not really have a fucking clue if it's good or not because I'm using the same ones in two different saves, but it's working at the moment. So I was just going to say, with the training ratings, do you praise them above a certain number? Because I, I, I praise above nine. Yeah. So if they're, if they're yeah. nine and above, they'll get praise. Um, yeah. And I was going to say, that was a very good answer, Dupe, saying about your training ratings and stuff. Um in the Leicester save, I've just I've gone that leave it to assistant, and then I just modify certain bits, add a bit of team bonding in. If I don't like the schedule that they've picked, I'll change it. But I've kind of ignored. I ignore a lot of press conferences now. I do a bit of a Dave in this Leicester save, and just <laughs> just tweak certain things. But it was always a thing. I didn't know if, if you if you praised your players above a certain number, because I've always done it above nine. I have I have to be completely honest with you. Yes, I praise them. I normally just praise the top three and then criticize the bottom three. Um, it, normally that's an autopilot thing when it comes up on the um, the news article. So I can only assume that I'm going to answer here and be honest and say probably below nine. Um, but if they are the top three of my team, then I'm going to praise them. I'll just say a quick um, quality of life thing. They need to introduce a button so you can quickly praise all yes. three of them rather than Thank just you. the top one. Yeah, mm. yep. it's 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 on the it's on the forums. Is it? Yeah, yeah I went to request it and it's already on there. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. I, I don't completely <laughs> n- neglect uh, training though. Like like Joe said, like if there's something that I think needs changing, I will I will change it. And it's normally. If I say you got a game on a Saturday and I put set pieces on the Wednesday and we score off a fucking corner on the Saturday, that's when I know I'm God. I may as well do it more often. So Always happens, do it. Set piece training during the week, you'll score on the Saturday. Guarantee it. You probably won't. Guarantee, that's <laughs> guarantee. Yeah. yeah, this is not a fight. These are not the uh, thoughts of five-star pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
as other members of Five Star Pod would like to distance, yeah, distance yeah. ourselves from like, that, that guarantee. Sued. <laughs> Matt, can, yeah, make all the Gilfie Sigurdsson jokes you want, but if you talk about Dave's insurances, <laughs> we distance ourselves. NDA is, nah, you're fucked. <laughs> Matt, can I add one, which is... What, a Gilfie uh, Sigurdsson yeah. joke? Oh, I'm yeah. not funny. Um, long throws or short throws? That would be my one. Oh. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I've turned them uh, off. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I obviously they've been nerved quite dramatically uh, over the last few months. On one of my um, tactics, I've still got them loaded in, and they're absolutely shit mm. now. I really need to take them off. Every uh, you could watch the journey man say, I've not I've not uploaded uh, an episode in a while. Every match, I'm like, fuck it, I need to turn them off. <laughs> Should never get around to doing it. But yeah, back in the day, long throws definitely. But yeah, now just, just got to think. Of a clever short throw tactic. I've kind of stuck with my long throws. I know that they have been nerfed slightly, but I've my two outside centre backs. I've always pushed them to be tall, good headers, ready for our set pieces. So I feel like I need to utilise those. And also, I've got an offline save with Palace at the moment. And and again, we're when at the start we're not creating a huge amount. So I just think bugger it. Normally, you would anticipate them. They've got a good thrower in the team. Let's just launch it in the box. So. Um, yeah, I, I haven't really changed that. I, I've stuck with it, and I don't actually see that many goals. But in my mind, it it, it makes sense. So I'm going to stick with it. Lovely. Well, our final question then, and this is it's a bit of a thinker. What would you rather have from your striker? Twenty finishing, ten composure, t- uh, and ten pace, or ten finishing, twenty composure, twenty pace. Second one. Uh, I will, I will reference actually. We we had we've had a topic in our backlog for a long time, and uh, the t- the topic was how to get the best out of a slow poacher. And Joe's comment was sell the. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> the peak behind the curtains. Yeah. <laughs> I would in there a while. <laughs> I would definitely go for the second one. Um, what's the point of having good finishing if you you can't get to it or have the composure? To- to have a shot on goal, I'd prefer somebody to have poor finishing, but be able to get to the get to the position, get the ball, get it under control, have the composure to take a breath, and then, you know, your your ten finishing to to see if you can hit it in between the post and the corner flag. Uh, I'd probably go with the second option as well because they not just the finishing, they just can offer a lot with that pace and and composure. Pace merchants are the ones, and they they are the ones yeah. in this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, and you just get the little uh, little. Or is it training instruction or whatever? Is it player trait to round the goalkeeper? Is that one? Just do it. Places shots as well. Hugh Joe's eyes to roll. But have a guy that's quick, good composure, poor finishing. Get him on a high assist bonus. Get him on shoot less often. He'll get into the positions. And if he doesn't feel like he wants to shoot, he'll pass it across. We need somehow to test this theory. Um, Have you you been watching my Ajax in InterSafe? No. Tremendous, mate. Right, it, it just gets so many goals. It's brilliant because I watched his stream the other day and he said, "Oh yeah, the the wing backs get loads of goals." Oh, they've only Not scored one. two. Oh, I'm no. sure they score more than this. You see it more often. <laughs> I, I must be in a different competition. Um, no, yeah, honestly, it does work a lot. It does work very well. Um, I haven't had a test of it, but that, that's what I would do with that striker. Curti, any any uh, opinions there? Uh, v- very much the second one. Uh, on my journeyman save, I had um, Benny Ashley Seal up top for season one and then couldn't get him back on loan for season two. So I basically plucked this 
guy from obscurity, a guy called uh, Justin Danawa, who was a terrible footballer, but had so much <laughs> pace. And uh, he scored about 30 goals for me in that season. So finishing Daniel doesn't James. matter. What was, that, what was that guy called I had? Unlovu. Unlovu. Unlove. Unlove. Oh, what a bags when he was. Just just journeyman made me think of him. He was good. <sighs> no Tapurkovic, was he? Oh, what a... Mikhail Tapurkovic, the green mohawk. It's just the name oh, as well. Oh, my God. He was unbelievable. Porky boy. <laughs> the Porkmeister General. <laughs> <laughs> well, that rounds off our, our little... Uh, I'll guess our question and answer session about how we uh, deal with things, at least from our our experienced positions. It'll be interesting to see what your thoughts are at home. So by all means, tweet us your answers or don't, which seems to be your preference at the moment. <laughs> anyway, quiz time, Curtie. Curtie's Quiz. Yes, right. Um, so we've we've spent... I think it's probably fair to say, in, I'm going to include Madder. we spent the last few weeks licking our wounds, but it's probably been long enough now. Licking our wounds? Wounds, That's yes, it. yes. I know me and Joe My met wife up. has him. a first name. But it has been long enough now since Euro 2020 ended. Um, I thought we should have a Euros quiz to see how much everyone remembers. <laughs> no, okay, uh, they did, they got one on BBC Sport at the moment. I did, that, oh. I did that today on my lunch break, so, oh, you know. Yeah. Well, you might be in a good position then. Because uh, uh, that off there. Yeah. <laughs> we got 10 questions. We do have a tiebreaker this time round, so, you know, I'm well prepared. Um, but we will start with number one. Uh, there were two countries that failed to qualify but hosted matches throughout the tournament. Can you name one? And I'll Doop. give you a bonus point if you get both. Doop. Doop. Azerbaijan. Correct. Joe. Russia. Incorrect. No, Anyone going to get the second one? Um. Mad. <laughs> All right, no one's getting the second one. Mad. Uh, <laughs> I can't. The Mad shouting. Is, were you shouting there, Mad? I was going to say Greece, uh, but I can't see yours while no. I close enough. <laughs> the answer is Romania. Ooh. Oh. I thought they qualified, to be fair. Wow. That will chart down soon. Number two. Which team topped their group despite only one of their players scoring in the three group matches? Mad. Mad. England. Correct. Oi. That right. You've yeah. had a sh- Only Sterling school, You've had a you? shocker there, Les, not for an Irishman to get that. <laughs> they, they had an own goal as well. Ah. Uh, yeah, but only one of the players scored. Sterling scored an own goal. <laughs> yeah. That was in the knockout, so I let you off go. Yeah. Number three. <laughs> Which team were the top goal scorers in the group stage? Mad. And I'll give you Doop. a bonus point if you can tell me how many goals. Doop. Uh I think it was Mad that shouted first. Who won the French internet? Uh Spain? Incorrect. Balls. Doop. Doop. Italy. Incorrect. What? It's got like five in one game. Mad. Mad. Germany? No. 
Dave. You've answered just, yeah. Dave. Portugal. No. Imagine my shot that you go. Joe. Holland. Netherlands is correct. Hey. <laughs> Eight is correct. He's got the world oh, He's <laughs> <laughs> old fashioned oh, no. That's jokes. Uh, number four. Who were the only team to score five goals in one match? match. Joe. Joe. Spain. Bastards. Correct. Uh, they did it twice as well. Number five. Which FM legend ish? Scored his country's first ever goal in a major Matt tournament. Nerd. Oh, that was close. Oh, I think it was think. nerd. Oh, yeah, it was nerd. Go on, nerd. It was close between you and nerd, I think. Sorry? Goran Pandev. It's correct. To be fair, I, went, I, said, I told you it was nerd because I forgot the last name. <laughs> True. Number six. Federico Chiesa scored a fantastic goal in the last 16 to help Italy through against Austria. But in which previous Euros tournament did his dad, Enrico, Max. also... Nerd. Fu- Nerd. Euro 96. Is correct. Nice. Ah, uh, he doesn't miss. Do you know who he scored against for a bonus point? <laughs> uh, no. Czech Republic? It's correct. Oh. Uh, you, you got that wall chart as well? Fucking hell, there's got the 96 on there. Number seven. Uh, which player scored his first ever goal for England in the quarterfinal? Nerds. Nerd. Jordan Henderson. Correct. Yes. Like a... Do you know which number cap? 51. For a bonus point? 50. No. I... I, it was either 62 or 63, but I've forgotten. Uh, yeah. So it's irrelevant. <laughs> Number eight. Mike Henderson. <laughs> Who scored, like this guy, who scored Scotland's first goal in a major tournament since the 98 World Cup group stage? They scored. Mad. <laughs> yeah, Mad. Against Czech Republic, wasn't it? Mad. Christie. No. Joe's just consulting the wheelchair. Fucking wheelchair. I'm not. No, I'm trying to think because it's it's McGregor, isn't it? Is it McGregor? <laughs> Dave. Dave. What, Connor. McGregor. <laughs> Connor McGregor score. He's fuming. He's fuming. I don't want to win points off of fucking Scotland. <laughs> well, we didn't. Well, we only got one. Number nine. After going 725 minutes without conceding, which former England keeper's record did Jordan Pickford break? Nerd. Joe? Nerd. Peter Shilton. Incorrect. Joe? Joe. Paul Robinson? Incorrect. Mad. Mad. David Seaman? Incorrect. Dave. Dave. David James. Incorrect. Suck me. Can I go again? I'm no, mad. Go. <laughs> mad. Banks. Correct. Oi, oi. Oh. Sure you're a fucking paddy. Hank, <laughs> we're not playing fucking weakest link, mate. Right? It's mad FM here, boys. Shush. You Welsh? Oliver Twisty. <laughs> Number 10. Craig Fagan. 
Cristiano Ronaldo. Chief. Became the all-time top Euros final scorer, but with how many goals? Doop. Doop. Seven. Incorrect. Mad. John. Mad. I had this in the quiz, I think, a few weeks ago. Uh, 14. 14 is correct. Right then. A lot of cheating today, isn't there? <laughs> I haven't got a wall chart. <laughs> He's in France. To be fair, mate, it doesn't even look like you got a wall. I've got half a wall. I've got half a wall here. <laughs> right, so uh, in last place, uh, with one point each, is Dupe and Dave. We weren't even born. Come on. You're welcome, yeah, Dave. Uh, <laughs> and we have a tiebreaker situation for first. Oh. So, Joe, Nerd, and Mad all on three points. Unlucky, Mad. So, yeah, tiebreaker, <laughs> just for those three. Finger first. <laughs> tiebreaker, just for those three. Uh, Hungary were put in the group of death and, identif- and were identified as potential whipping boys. But who were the only team to beat them in the group stage? Mad. Mad. Portugal. Correct. Oh, oh my French internet. Portugal, <laughs> <laughs> Barcelona. <laughs> there you go. Winner on four points, Matt. GG's. We congratulations. At least you won something out of the yours. I mean, your country wasn't even there. I was still licking my wounds, but that's a different story. Is that Joe's misses? <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> he made the Yikes. joke. And on that note. <laughs> We may see you next week. We may not. Uh, that does bring episode 206 to a close. Thank you very much for the, the quiz, Curti. Uh, it was very much fun, apart from revisiting some of those memories. are quite painful still. Um, you can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting weedstreamfm.com. Five-star potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms. The new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There'll be more from us. Next week, take it bye, folks. Bye, bye folks. folks. Bye. Goodbye. Here we are.